listen. I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama. Welcome back, friends. You are tuned into the Bowens Brigade audio show. I am Larry, and with me, as always, he's here, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Picker. What's up, dude? That's good. Uh, not, not much is up. So is that the that's the new cadence officially that you're going with? Yeah, I always me as always because I used to say it like normal speed or whatever but it felt like a tongue twister and it felt like when i would play it back it, it was just like this jumbled mess really? I've, I've decided to slow maybe i don't know maybe that's just me but i decided to slow it down a interesting bit. i yeah. never noticed that before okay well that's fine dude not much is up man i am uh i'm psyched this is going to be a good episode we got a pretty hilarious and interesting guest to come on and yeah yeah so today our guest is rich wilson who you might not recognize that name, but I bet if you're on Instagram, you definitely know the handle thrift store paintings, thrift store paintings with his funny and hilarious take on, on different little skateboarding topics. What would you, how would you describe that little, uh, skits or whatever you skits. want to call yeah, them? Yeah. He's yeah, got some funny, funny scripted yeah. skits. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. They go, he's, he gets yeah, he's heavily, yeah. Yeah. He's heavily like invested in the skate world seems like he's mm -hmm. you know everything very heavily revolves around it so yeah we're like you know what dude like let's get let's get like a interesting sort of uh kind of reminds me of jeremy dean or you know some of those guests that we had on previously that are more like from the world of being influenced by mm -hmm, operelta mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. than like you know directly involved with exactly which i like i like yeah. to have uh different kind of takes on what certain eras and videos and stuff meant to people for so, sure um, you know i've always said that the bones brigade videos they drove artistic creativity in way different directions for many different people it was like a jumping off point for so many people to get into the arts or just kind of creative subculture-ish endeavors mm -hmm. and um so i agree yeah that's a great yeah. point that's a great point that is definitely true yeah all right, but before we get to Rich, we got some hot topics. Matt, you got anything to toss in the fire this week? Well, you know, one thing that came out that I thought was cool, don't know if you're going to talk about it here, but Nikki Guerrero uh, had oh, a yes. video come out. Not necessarily a Paul Peralta video, but it was called 47 Years of Skateboarding. Mm -hmm. Came out on YouTube about a week ago. Uh, it's about uh, about a half an hour long. But very cool Nikki Guerrero kind of documentary. Just it's a good watch. I definitely recommend checking it out if you're into Nikki Guerrero. He's still killing it. And uh yeah, just a little little Nikki stuff. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very Thanks nice. Thanks for I haven't watched that yet. Thanks for reminding me. Man, in this world, every day you're just pummeled with with videos. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to watch that. And then the next day there's another pile on top of it. So sometimes it's hard to get at everything. So I have to have a little mea culpa from our last episode because I incorrectly stated that uh, famed skateboard collector Chris Rice mm -hmm. was in possession of the John Lucero Expo 86 board. Okay. That information is old news. He, he, he had it about three years ago, 
I did not realize that that is now in possession of James Lamb, who okay. I don't know if you guys that's follow. another collector name I recognize. Oh my god, yeah. Matt, major collector. Like he's got the uh, Canadian. I think he calls it the Canadian Skateboard Museum. I think it's just basically an outbuilding of his house, but he's got to have one of the gnarliest collections of OG boards ever. But he now has John Lucero's board from Expo 86. Chris Rice does not. I figured that out sort of haphazardly over the last week, and I'm like, oh, got to clarify that. So Very cool. Sorry to any, all three of you who might have been calling me out on that. <laughs> everyone's shouting at their phone yeah, what, what is he talking about <laughs> i want to give a shout out to listener and friend of the show john h and his mother-in-law painted us some paintings and sent yeah, them dude. to us amazing yeah i got them. Yeah. i got mine hanging right here yeah mine's hanging upstairs yeah. in my studio looking right at it yeah so they drew the bone or painted the bones brigade auto show and the rap bones logo that was amazing. How cool. Yeah. yeah, just a gift. Just John wrote one day, said, hey, send me your address. Um, I want to send you guys some presents. And we both got them on the same day to yeah. you know different addresses. And man, I was so stoked. Super cool. Uh, yeah. People have been so friendly. People have been sending all kinds of gifts lately. I know. It's 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 amazing, man. I'm, yeah. I'm humbled by it. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm literally looking at it right now. It's hanging right here. So nice. Yeah. Thank you, John. And then I had some podcasts I wanted to highlight. So on a recent episode of Hawk versus Wolf, they had Emil Hirsch and uh, who plays Jay Adams in Lords of Dogtown. So you get to hear some, yes. some stories after he was hired yeah. for the gig. Yeah. Uh, he went to Hawaii to meet Jay Adams <laughs> and uh, Jay wanted him to skate switch. Cause I guess Jay's regular foot and Emil who's actually uh, uh actually grew up as a skater like he knew how to skate mm -hmm. is he was goofy foot and jay and was jay upset. was like he wanted yeah, him to yeah, skate yeah, regular yeah you gotta skate my stance so you're gonna have to skate switch <laughs> thought that was a pretty pretty funny <laughs> story and he talks about some other production details of the movie i won't spoil everything so yeah. go check that out i thought that was a, a fun interview god dude how funny can you imagine oh yeah just can you just do this just backwards yeah skate this pull switch please just you don't yeah <laughs> hey we got to give a shout out to frank too for uh frank's frank s i don't know if he wants me to tell his last name but frank was the guy who made us he made us another little piece of art where it was uh larry and i juxtaposed against the animal chin oh yes 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 uh, where it just says have, have you, you heard, heard them? them yeah uh really cool yeah so, that was awesome frank yeah uh, there's a great two-part Tony Hawk interview on Clyde Singleton's podcast, WCRP on skateboarding. Well worth a uh, listen. Go check that out. Uh, Aaron Meza has got a two-parter on Talking Schmidt. Mm, Super great. Hear that. Yeah. yeah. And then Bobby Puglio, friend of the show, Bobby Puglio, maybe a lot of people, I don't know if they've seen or, but he's kind of got these, I don't know what you would call them, like investigative journalism type videos on youtube they're so good yeah Ooh, where if he you haven't these, seen like, them go yeah. watch them they're so, so good he just put out a new one called this is a rental which is about this mark gonzalez new york city street skating and the footage of gons from mondo vision you know you know that footage of course he does oh, it, yeah. The, the, yeah the the handrail and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so he does this like it's like this half hour documentary on how this rough and uh, not rough cut but just like this someone had a, like a dub of the raw footage and how it got passed around from 
Gonz's house, how it made it to New York City, and then it kind of leaked mm. to Instagram. And it's super cool, super well done. So I wanted everyone to go check. And then they show like, I think it's all the raw footage too is like shown. Yeah. So it's really, really cool. If you're a fan of Mark Gonzalez or just skate nerd stuff, uh, go check that out. Bobby always does a great job. He did a good one where he went to Lance Mountain's Mountain Manor. Yeah, he goes in the backyard. He, he goes in the backyard. It's like the people that own it today. And they're like, who is this guy? Why are yeah, you here? Uh-huh. And he goes in the backyard and it's totally overgrown. You could never you know there was a vert ramp there. Yeah, you'd never know there was a vert ramp there. And I think there's like bees or something back there that he he so he couldn't go too far down or something, but it's really cool. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And he goes and to like go, he Tom just goes, Graholsky's house. Like yeah, he goes to Graholsky's house. He goes yeah, in the yeah. basement and there's like kind of like graffiti or stickers still hanging up from because yeah, Tom's yeah. bedroom was down there. Yeah, just really <laughs> weird, interesting stuff. Super Check cool. It. All right. That's about all I had. Matt, do you have anything else to get no, involved no. with? Hot topics? No, I don't. No. All right. Let's talk, let's talk strip mall heroes though, real quick before we okay. uh, all right. bounce on. So w- w- let's give a little background about what do we what do we think? This is uh this is 98. This came out, right? This came out. It's kind of a documentary about the 1997 summer tour. Yep. And um there's a little bit of interesting history with this video. Because, well, it was put together uh, initially with a almost completely different lineup. Mm-hmm. And then, so it was, who again? Mike, Mike Lowry, v, Charlie Wilkins, Charlie and Stacy Lowry. It's kind of was based around them. Yeah. This, you know, the mini, the fold out mini ramp summer tour of 97. And then. So they have this video and then those three dudes bounce before the video comes out. So Paul has to re- they have to shuffle. They have to whatever. Yeah, they got to cut them. all those guys out of the video. They got to cut them out, and they got to get they got to get other guys in. So I guess they had footage that they weren't going to use, maybe of some other dudes that they ended up going with. Yeah. So it became a video centered around Andy Mack, Caballero, Danny Wainwright, John Comer, uh, Jason Ellis, Giorgio Zatoni, and Chris Borst. Chris Borst making an appearance again. He's back. So it became a very different video and it's just one of those tales we've kind of told it, you know, here before where, you know, the, the changing atmosphere and landscape of the team was, was happening so quickly that these things were just, you know, they had to make these last minute changes to accommodate all these people that were, you know, either coming or going. Mm -hmm. And this is probably one of the more egregious you know, examples of that, or like there's a the core nucleus of this team is leaves and then they're left to try to pick up the pieces with this video, but they did a great job. I have to tell you, I think they did a great job. I think that the, the regular uh, mass released version of this video is good. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the, the rough cut of it with the other three is, is also good. But I think they, I think given the circumstances, they did a pretty good job. You Definitely. Know, making it work. So, and we have a copy of the rough cut that is up as of now. You can go watch it on our YouTube channel. Yes. So go check that out. So you can if you don't contrast have the, and compare. Yeah. If you don't have the DVD, that's where you're going to find it. So go check it out. But both of them are good. Are, are good. So you're really honestly like you're, you're, you're not in for a treat. Yeah. You're in for a treat either way. Yeah. Definitely. And I think this is a video not a lot of people are familiar with. It's definitely one that flew under the radar. I think continues to fly under the radar quite a mm-hmm. bit. 
in the world of Powell. This and I think their late nineties output seems to be the most sort of, I don't know, forgotten is the right word, but you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of the mid, the mid nineties stuff like suburban diners and scenic drive. I think those had a little more recognition, but I think people, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, you came back kind of say, no, I'm just thinking out loud here. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of like a, another, I don't know, like, kind of a transition into a a new chapter. You know, I think if we're talking about the entire catalog, you could say, let's say, you know, Bones Brigade video show to the video eight. Mm -hmm. That's like an era. And then you've got the, the, let's see what comes after, like celebrity tropical tropical fish fish. to like chaos is this weird little era. And then you kind of got the return of Mike V strip mall heroes, Mm -hmm. scenic drive. And then you have those, yeah, those uh, promo videos, and then mm-hmm. and kinda now ends. strip mall heroes. Yeah, it's kind of you know it was originally. It would have been the be- continuation. Of yeah, that. and then yeah. but he left, so this is yeah. like now I think we're kind of entering another chapter, and there's not really that many left. Yeah, this is like we're getting into like the Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. chapter here. Yeah, this is like this is like outside of Jabba's palace. <laughs> In the uh... yeah, we're getting there. And then you got to wait for, you know, 20 years for the, uh, the return. Yeah. The prequels. Yeah. Or the sequels or what? I don't even know. The prequels. Yeah. 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 Luckily, Paul never had anything that quite rivals the prequels. (laughs) Those are the worst movies. I don't know. Uh, I was, I I don't want to get on a big star Wars thing, but I can't believe there's people out there that enjoy those. I don't. Yeah. I'll keep my opinions (laughs) to myself. They're yeah. They're garbage. Yeah. Like I tried to watch them with my kids. Because my, you know, my yeah, kid of is course. set with seven and he's like, I want to yeah. check it out. Yeah. And even he was just like, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it does. They're talking about like imperial trade legislation. And then you have all these terrible, totally outdated CGI graphics that don't Oof. hold up. And yeah. Anyway, right, that's a whole nother. That's podcast. a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of there's plenty of Star Wars podcasts out there if you want to go hear people rip on the prequels. I'm sure. Yeah, there's thousands. Not too hard. To there's find. thousands. All right, let's get Rich in here. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rich Wilson. All right, Rich, thanks for joining us. It's awesome to have you here. Yeah, thanks, man. I I, I got to ask you though, because I I've been on podcasts before and I usually go into iTunes and look at their previous episodes uh-huh. and so i went into your itunes and uh this week you have colin mckay last week you had tony hawk uh-huh. and you have me today so how the hell did <laughs> i get on the show we're just we're just going up and up man oh B- no. bigger and better every episode no <laughs> this is like the make-a-wish for me or why am why am i with all these pro skaters i'm a I'm just a construction worker on your show, you know? No, it's cool, man. Well, most of our listeners probably know you as Thrift Store Paintings on Instagram. So before we get into Strip Mall Heroes today, we got to talk a little bit about your Instagram. You're making these super creative and funny videos. How did this all start for you? Uh, so I've been making videos for, oh man, like it's almost like 10 years now. Okay. And I started making like carpentry videos and skate. I had skateboard videos, all all kinds like painting. I'd paint a lot and make these videos on YouTube and no one would watch my videos on YouTube. I was just, it was just a ghost town on my channel. And I would, I would pay, I'll go on cameo, you know, 
-hmm. and I'd pay like Tony Hawk. I had Christian Asai, Bam Margera, all these guys to come on my uh, little YouTube channel to talk about how to drop in all, you know, I paid uh -huh. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to get people to watch my videos and it didn't do anything. So I was just, I was just making all these videos and then I just like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Like I'm, I'm just giving up. And so I took a break and um, I just got on Instagram and there's a, uh, you know, big skateboarding community on there. Like, oh, I'm just going to make a, a funny video out on my steps, like about how to kick out skateboarders from your house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I made it and it got all this attention. And I'm like, what? Like, I've been trying so hard ed editing for like 10, like eight hours an episode on my, my, just my useless YouTube channel. And then this was nothing it took like like five minutes to film 20 minutes to edit and then it got all this attention and then i just started making more and more but i've been skateboarding so long that i know a lot about you know the culture all little little premises for video ideas are all just all stuff we all think about mm -hmm. so they kind of just i don't know you just out skating you're like oh that's a good idea and i'll film a little video but yeah it's not it's not too hard but um yeah it's been crazy just going from where i was a year ago to to now that's crazy. Yeah. Your videos super, I guess you could call it, they go viral, you know, they're getting shared, uh, lots of engagement. What was the first video that really popped off for you? It was one, I was just making fun of older skateboarders, just, you know, the, the skateboarders at the parks that have their stereo, they pull their socks up high, they got their trucker hats on. So I was just like pretending I was at the skate park and I turned 50 and I run into another 50 year old. He's like, oh, it's time for you to transform, you know? And so my socks <laughs> like come up by themselves. My, I, my water turns into like a past blue ribbon and, and <laughs> my skateboard turns into like a eighties, like a hawk. And then I got all these pads on and I start riding the uh -huh. bowl, like, and all like touching the coping, you know, just stuff like that. So that one was just like, you know, you see these guys and you, you know what their life is. And, and I was just like, oh, I just make a video. And that was the one that kind of um, started getting people's attention. And then, then the next one after that was I made fun of surfers. I was just like, what if, uh, what if surfers were skateboarders or, you know, what if, what if skate parks were run like the ocean? Like you go in, you try to learn how to surf and then you're just getting kicked out. Nobody wants you there. And you're like, how am I <laughs> supposed to learn if you won't let me surf? And you're like, oh, I don't, it's not my problem. Like that's, you know, just the comparison between. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that one kind of, um, got popular too, but I got, I got a lot of, that was the first one that people were fighting in, in my comments and, uh, I felt kind of bad about, it, but it was kind of creating a, a conversation with surfer then, uh, surfers like, you know, it is that way. And other people were like, yeah, locals only, you know, it was just interesting to read through the comments because a lot of the surfers were kind of proving my point. For yeah. Me. They proved their point. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are. <laughs> but there were there were a lot of good ones in a lot of the good surfers. I, I was surprised how many surfers followed me from that one. And I'm going to I got a family reunion at the at the ocean um, in the summer. So I, I might make a little video where I try to rent a surfboard, but I got a, a picture of me behind the counter. And they're like, no, nah, we're not renting to you. <laughs> <laughs> like we recognize you from when you when you you know made fun of us. Yeah, we get sent uh one that you know, people send to us is the Napoleon Dynamite Animal Chin. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That one, that one, because I was working. Oh, sorry, I keep cutting you off and then I talk forever. No, it's fine. You're oh, fine. you're fine. Uh, so uh, um, 
I'm a I'm a big Napoleon Dynamite fan. They they filmed it just two two hours north of me, up in right on the Idaho border, Idaho Utah border. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just working up there, and I I always wanted to look at all the filming locations up there, the high school and Pedro's house, and it's all within like a mile radius. It's all right there. So I was driving through, and high school was was still going, and I'm like, I want to sneak in and get a video in front of those lockers and kind of kind of just reshoot that scene with Napoleon going off the jump in front of Pedro's house. <laughs> so I, waited till, I was like, I waited till school got out. Cause I, I, you know, I'm 40, almost 44. I don't want to be hanging out at a school too much. You yeah. Know, yeah. Creeping around with my camera. So I waited till it got out. I gave it like another 30 minutes. And then I just started walking in the school and there's all these teachers uh, just at the door. And I, you know, you're not allowed to go in high schools just alone. But I was just looking at my phone like like I'm a parent. I'm like, oh, I got to get into school. I, I, you know, just making it seem like I'm a little frazzled and got to get in there for something, like a meeting or whatever. <laughs> so I just walked in and set up my tripod in front of those colorful lockers. And then I filmed a little, uh, you know, the conversation. Who has it? It's Napoleon and Pedro. And then they go to his house. So then I went to his house, Pedro's house around the corner. And I was like, there's a guy sitting out on his porch across the mm. street. And I was like, okay, I got to set up this ramp and crash on it in front of this house. And I just did it really quick. Like I went off the jump once and then I got my skill saw and I cut kind of a, just a little line across it. So I knew it would break. And then uh, the guy sta- stood up. I know he, like he was just across the street. He wasn't, but I was still nervous and really anxious about getting this. Like, I need a fall. I got to get out of here. I'm like, I don't know. I was just thinking I, the cops aren't going to come. I don't know why I was worried, but I, quickly fell and then made the video but anyway that video i was surprised i thought i was like this is the best thing i've ever done and then that video wasn't as popular as i thought but no it's all good though like but yeah i'm surprised you brought that one up out of all of them <laughs> yeah that's a good one another one i love i used to take lots of photos of my friends skating you know just a little like instamatic oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so you take the picture you got to get it developed you're all excited two weeks later you get them back and yeah. you know it's like a super bad photo that's that, another that is another that is one. exactly that's exactly how it was too. And the the sad thing is, I, we all have so many of those photos, but we just chuck them. But you could just put a coffee table, like a little photo album together, just of all those bad ones. Yeah, the eighty bad they're, photos. They're more entertaining to look at than some of the makes photos. You get, you For know? sure, yeah, mine were all like launching into the grass. Oh yeah, <laughs> like you know, so lame. You're like, yeah. don't get the grass in the shot, mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crop off yeah, the grass. Really Crop off the grass. Who yeah. yeah, who's giving the camera? If you give it to your mom, yeah, for sure. She doesn't care. She's like, right. but then those cameras, a lot of them had a little delay, you know, you had to push, hold your finger down like a second before you, while yeah. you're going up the ramp, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's a, it's an art to get the timing right now. It doesn't matter, but yeah. Yeah. Another one I love is the stolen wood. Oh yeah. That's so good. Yep. I mean, one, who didn't um, who didn't do that as a kid? I know. I, I was surprised with that because in the comments, lots of people were like, Oh, I didn't know I didn't know everyone was doing this. And I was like, I didn't know people were buying wood, you know? Like I yeah. <laughs> I didn't like maybe there are rich kids out there that their dad was was buying the wood, but we we didn't know anyone paying for wood. And you know, I, I feel bad now because I'm in construction, but like we stole now, like even for 80s prices 90s prices we stole so many so many full sheets of, of plywood and just building my brother built a vert ramp uh across in the bush i grew up in australia uh, um 
just this vert ramp, but they were stealing it from a construction site that was right like through the bush and they ran their extension cords to the construction site. <laughs> and then the guys, so they hadn't sheeted it yet. It was just all framed, the ramp and the, 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 um, the construction company followed the cord, like super easy to do through the bush. And then they got to this vert ramp getting built. They're like, we need this all pulled down. I, I was only about seven at that time, but it was like a neighborhood project. All these teenagers just stealing all this wood, just building a, a full vert ramp in the bush. I remember walking sheets of plywood, like five guys in a, in a line walking sheets of plywood from a construction site through like people's backyards in the middle of the night, you know, cause uh, you didn't want to be on the street. You didn't want to yeah, be anywhere yeah. where like a cop could spot you or whatever. And more than like, you know, branches are hitting it, you know, and you could oh, hear yeah. the, you know what I mean? And you're trying, dogs are barking and you're hucking it over fences. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Was... That, those were so, those nights were so fun though, because you just, you, you know, you're doing wrong stuff, but it's exciting. You're in, you're in like a little group of, like-minded like we could get away with this and you're just running yeah. down this no no concept of of what the possible penalties could penalty be. could be for no, that no. yeah, you know, like, yeah what are you gonna do i'm 12 years old like oh yeah well my brother so my older brother he was a big he was a he was a really good skater but he got a he got a van and then once he got a van we just started filling it up with wood and you know it made it really easy one time he came home with a concrete, what are they, the parking, the parking curbs? Parking block, yeah. Yeah, like a full one. He got a bunch of his friends to pick it up, and he put it in our driveway, and our dad, that was the one thing my dad put his foot down on. He's like, <laughs> you need to take this back. Like, I know this didn't come from a dumpster. This is, you know, <laughs> like, I know where you got this. This wasn't leftovers. Yeah, Larry tried to steal one once. Yeah, cop, yeah. someone called the cops, and I was, you know, I lifted it up, put it on my board, and I was pushing it home. And, what? Uh, yeah, someone. That's what I said. There was never... Uh, that's the only time there's ever been a cop in my neighborhood and he just rolled up he's like he he just told us to put it back and that was it you know oh that's he nice wasn't gonna arrest a 12 year old for <laughs> stealing a parking block but um i was gonna say one time we wanted metal coping for a half pipe so my friend and i disassembled a uh, fence fence post we went over there oh, with yeah. screwdrivers okay. and ratchets and stuff and just yeah just took a just took a pole off a chain link fence and wow the half pipe yeah that's yeah that's funny that chain link fence would just collapse without that yeah that's yeah a, it's a great idea though man mm -hmm. we weren't smart yeah. enough to do anything like that so rich your videos go crazy how do you get any work done i would imagine just the incoming <laughs> comments and and yeah. and all that stuff it's it's almost because sometimes yeah. we we have a post that goes wild i'm just like this is distracting i've been looking at my phone all day it kind of sucks i know I've been I've been really bad about it lately. I it's it's so easy just to scroll through the notifications and just because um a lot of the I'd say a, a huge percentage of the comments are always positive or um kind of contributing to the 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 premise like like agreeing you know and mm -hmm. so there becomes a conversation in the comments that gets really interesting but there's there's not much hate in there I mean almost none so. I, it's it's fun to read and I never like get to a negative comment where I'm like, oh, this bummed me out. Now I can't look at my phone because it never is any negative stuff, which which is it, it goes to show like the older community of skateboarders that that are like pretty much my audience. They're kind, I think they're kind of over, you know, I don't know. It seems like they're over bickering and then they're just kind of enjoying the skate culture and they're able to have a, a fun conversation about it. You know, like stealing wood, you know, it's a pretty 
big um, video. I mean, you know, it could be heavy. There could be a lot of people that don't steal wood. There are a couple of those, but most of them's like, yeah, we did that too. And sorry, I was rambling for a little bit there, but you got me. Oh, you're good. Yeah, yeah. You're going to just continue cranking out these videos or what's the, what's the future there? You get a call yeah, from comedy I, central or something like, hey, nah, do a show? no, I, 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 there's a limited amount of videos you could make on skateboarding for, for an individual, you know, like I could, uh, in the summertime, I was thinking I, I would probably be done in the summer. Like I'm out of ideas, but luckily I've been able to just kind of look in the comments, see what people are laughing. I was like, Oh, that'll make a good video too. So I've been able to just not stress about it because I don't really have any goals with this. It's just like, just making it for fun, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm just going to see how many more I can make. And I, I, I would say I've got like a month, maybe two left to do this, but uh, it could be more because I thought the same thing in, in the summer. So, you know, I don't know. We'll just see what happens, but it's, it's all for fun. So there's yeah. no, no pressure on, I'm not pressuring myself. Like I got to, I got to get to this goal because there is no goal. My goal, actually, here's the thing. So when, when I was making videos in the spring, uh, my daughter was like, so what do you, what do you want to do with this? Like, what's your, like, when are you going to quit? That's what she said. And I said, I'm going to quit uh, when I run out of ideas or if Tony Hawk likes one of my videos. And then it was like two weeks later, Tony Hawk didn't like one of my videos. He followed me. And there you and go. I was like, that was the goal that I was looking at like a year away. That wasn't, that wasn't something possible like really soon. And it happened way too soon. So after that, <laughs> I got, I, I put all this, like I stressed myself. I was like, I need to make the best videos now because now Tony Hawk might be watching them. And I started freaking out. And then I just calmed down. Like he followed me for watching the videos I've already made. So I just need to calm down and just be like, just make it, just do exactly what you're already doing because that's what got him in the first place. And then, and then cab, oh, cab followed me too. And then, then I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this. Like, I know this is just like a little moment for me. This isn't really going anywhere and I don't have any big goals for it. So I'm just going to enjoy this and make as many videos that I, I think are funny. And then, and then quit when I, when I see, I'm, um, you know, I, when I'm done, when I'm turned to Tim Burton, I'm making Dumbo and I'm like, what am I doing? Hands <laughs> 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 was the best. I need yeah. to be done. Yeah. You know? That's the best way to do it, man. Like, nice. you know, I, I think like we're probably the same, same way, you know, we're just do we're, we'll do it until we're tired of it and then we'll stop, you know? Yeah. 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 Yep. When you, when you keep going, it just gets sad. Like the office, you know, this, you oh, know, yeah. the English office was what two seasons the American office. Was, oh, so many, but you know, people like it, but at a certain point you could tell when something jumps a shark. Mm -hmm. Well, we love the videos. We'll keep watching. And, uh, Super psyched you're here. Should we uh, get into Strip Mall Heroes a little bit? Yep, let's do it. All right. So today we're talking about Strip Mall Heroes, which is Bones Brigade Video 15. It says it right on the cover, Bones Brigade Video 15. I kind of highly doubt that. I did refrain from going back and counting through because they did, you know, ban this, of course, you know, should have been five, but they named it six. And then I think it was play. The video play they put like some number on it and then we did some calculations and it was it was like two off or something so i was tempted to go back maybe i'll do that in a future episode but for now we'll stick in with bones brigade video 15 it has a running time of 33 minutes it was released on vhs in 1998 and it is currently 26 years old which is crazy to think because i think of this as like a brand spanking new video yeah <laughs> 
It features Chris Borst, Steve Caballero, John Comer, Jason Ellis, Andy McDonald, Danny Wainwright, and Giorgio Zatoni. And then let's see. It was conceived by The Bones Brigade, produced by Powell Skateboards, directed by Arthur Yen, edited by Wing Co and Dag. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill his last name here. Yang Vesson, maybe? I'll go with that for now. Filmed by Anthony Claraval, Michael Furukawa, Arthur Yen, Stacey Lowry, P-Stone, Mike Santa Rosa. And I was super surprised to see that Johnny Oliver was not mentioned anywhere in the production of this because he had done the, the previous couple videos. He was kind of like the man in charge there. And then uh, he's still at the company. And I thought he just kind of took over. So I was kind of surprised not to see his name here. Hmm. So that's some uh, stats on Strip Mall Heroes. You're forgetting two key figures, though, Larry, that are in Strip Mall Heroes. All right, hit me. Which is Rant Master Pete. Yes. And uh, what's the guy's name? The handstand dude? Oh, Cock Diesel? Yeah, Cock we're going to get we're gonna get the Cock <laughs> Diesel for sure. I've got him in my notes. I'm just saying we can't leave them out. Yep. But one thing I also wanted to mention is I'm guessing, in a way, this video was kind of plagued with some... I don't know what you call it, production troubles because they lost four of their main riders like in in the, I guess, during the post-production. So there's a, you know, we've talked, Matt, what were the videos? So eight, and I think it's chaos. So eight, we discovered there's a rough cut and then in uh, chaos. chaos has like an alternate edit. Yeah. So this video, there's also a, like a rough cut that features uh, Mike Vallely, Stacy Lowry, and Charlie Wilkins, but they ended up leaving the team uh, before this video was released. So then they kind of had to scramble and re-edit and uh, put out the version that was, you know, released to the public. But the fine folks at Powell have, uh, in 2006, they put out Strip Mall Heroes on DVD, and this video, this rough cut with Mike V and the gang uh, is a bonus feature. So it's super cool. I think we'll talk about uh, the rough cut a little bit too. I don't think we'll make it its own separate episode. Like we did the others. We'll just kind of, <laughs> cause this one we knew existed. The other two were like discoveries from through doing the show. Yeah. The, the last video, cause I watched both of them and I watched the, the last one I watched was the Mike V the, the uncut version. So now I've got that in my head. But it yeah. is it is crazy how much Mike V is in the uncut one. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he's kind it's of like the, the focal kind of point. running it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But you have to give Powell some credit for being able to pivot and recut this whole thing with yeah Chris Borst and um, Andy Mack and whatever. You know what I mean? Like make mm -hmm. it a little more, make it a whole other video and somehow with those yeah. guys not being in it. Yeah, they um, saved it. But we also should mention Larry that we have the we have the rough cut up on when this episode comes out it'll be available on our youtube channel yes that's right it's yep. about a, it's about a half an hour long and you can go to our youtube channel because I'm, I'm guessing will not a lot of people have seen it so you know i don't think it's anywhere else on no YouTube, i haven't, right? haven't yeah. seen it anywhere online so you can go check it out and also i thought it was cool in the credits of this they kind of you know wish well to you know mike v and charlie and mike santa rosa and, you know, saying like, hey, during this video, they left and uh, we wish them well. And uh, I, th I thought that was super, super cool. A lot of companies yeah. would try to tear down. Yeah, that's other riders. That 
Yeah, super cool. Very cool. All right. So, Rich, what is your history with strip mall heroes at all? Was that a video you saw back in the day, or did we just throw this at you and you're just discovering something new here? Yeah, it it was a new discovery. I I watched all the videos in the 80s, you know, all the PAL videos, Santa Cruz. But um about was it like 92, right around when Plan B virtual reality came out. I that was mm-hmm. really the last skate video I watched because all my that's when all my friends quit skateboarding. And mm-hmm. then it was just me and my siblings, but uh, my older brother moved away, you know. So I just stopped watching skate videos and I I kept skateboarding the whole time, but I didn't consume anything coming out so all the 90s and even the 2000s i didn't see anything so when you said that you you wanted me to come on for this one i was nervous because like man i'm not gonna know any of these skaters in this and and i was surprised that like jason all these guys like mike v jason ellis andy mack i was like i know most of the guys in this video so i was steve but yeah 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 i'm street cap yes street he, he was, uh, that was the street cab or sorry. Yes. His street cab days Yeah, uh, where he's riding rails and, and so impressive to be able to evolve into the street, you know, doing all these flip tricks too, from coming from you, you know, huge vert air on the chin ramp and, and band this and stuff. So yeah, it was cool to see that different version of, of cab. Yeah. I think it's, you know, we've had a couple guests that have, you know, not familiar with the videos and kind of seeing it for the first time when they come on. I don't know. I think that's an interesting perspective, like seeing something old for the first time, you know, that's, I don't know. I think that's kind of, kind of interesting, but Matt, what about you? Um, did you see or have strip mall heroes back in the day? No, I, I mean, I saw it. I mean, it's been a long time. I probably saw it for the first time, maybe 15 years ago. Okay. But it was not it was not a video I owned, but I re- I remember liking it because I always I always liked videos that have they have some kind of a I guess kind of a plot. It's not <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not just like a skate video, and this was kind of like a diary of the summer tour, and there was like you know it just kind of chronicled the whole thing from start to finish. So I I liked it for that reason, but um, no I don't I don't have much history with this video beyond seeing it later in its course of you know being of existing but i i like it i i think it's actually an amazing paul video you know i think like for a 90s paul video it's up there uh, with the best of them it doesn't get much of a pass i mean it doesn't seem like many people care about it or anything like that but i think it's good i mean for what it is for the people that they had on the team at the time and for what they were able to do given such a big exodus of some of their bigger guys right as it was coming out it's a pretty impressive achievement for sure I was, uh, so this is one that I did still, per- I was still purchasing Powell videos. I wasn't like in the eighties and probably the early nineties. I was like feverishly just trying to get every video and every magazine I could eventually that kind of stopped, but I was still buying Powell, you know, every year there'd still be a Powell video and I would get it just trying to like get and feel some of that, that energy of like seeing those earlier videos, you know? And then I don't think I watched this one too many times, I guess, when it originally came out. Because when I started to revisit the video for to get ready for this episode, I was like, holy cow, this is a tour documentary. I was thinking it would be the kind of the more, uh, you know, traditional. traditional part by part. But this is, you know, and this is kind of how I like my skate videos now that I'm older. You get some information, you get some interviews, you get some history, and you get tricks. So it's just like, it's kind of yeah. how I like to... And like, you get cool like you shots of like cool shots of the Powell trailer. 
that they were still yeah, lots of toilet with the dragon and the mm-hmm. fold out ramp the, the, and everything the ramp yeah. all folded up in the back yeah, yeah yeah but one thing also blew me away chris borst he's back where has he been <laughs> okay so how many videos between the last time we saw borst and now it's it like it's like 12 10. or 13 so we see him yeah. in public domain and then he disappears and then now he's back and it's amazing and he's ripping so was Borst affiliated with Powell for that time? Did he go elsewhere and come back? Did they, do you know? I don't know. I don't really know his story. I just know, you know, he had that backyard ramp and animal chin. And then, yeah. you know, he was the first amateur to do a McTwist. Right. And we see him in public domain. And then like, and then he's back like 15 years later or whatever. But that's it's like wild. all I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who would have ever thought we'd see a Chris Borst in a Powell video in 1998? Yeah, I don't know. 10 yeah, years. I mean, after yeah, 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a, probably like 11 or 12 videos in between. It's crazy. It's crazy. I would um, love to know the the story there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I didn't know whose ramp that was in Animal Chin. That was his ramp in the, the backyard. Mm-hmm. It was at yeah. Bakersfield. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's cool. I thought I was always Ray Underhill's uh, ramp because he was in it so much. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like the star of that segment with all the. The... Tommy Guerrero when he's talking about his all of his injuries and his, yeah. his shorts are dirty, <laughs> elbows begeged. Yeah. You sound like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so usually we kind of go through segment by segment, but this is just one kind of like ongoing story. So I don't know if we really need to break down every single part, but I did. You know, we can kind of go through it a little bit. And anyone can kind of jump in with comments. So let's pop in the tape. So the first thing we're hit is with the Powell Ripper. It's back. And yes. it's and it's updated. It seemed like a, a grittier version than the one from just like Chin. The Chin one seemed smoother when it came out of the the mm-hmm. the paper. This one felt a little more like I don't know, like jumpy, like stop motion or something. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's different, but yeah, they kind of get like, the Ripper, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. kind of added to the top of it. So the original Ripper was animated by uh, Chris Buczynski, and the laugh was voiced by VCJ. And then, according to the credits of this video, it looks like it was updated by Jerry Mahoney and Jim Clark. And you can kind of tell, you can still hear VCJ in the background, but there's like another like sinister laugh kind of added over top of it. It looks like they kind of just somehow they were able to tweak the original one. But Rich, seeing that Ripper like in the original videos, did that get you psyched or did you think it was was corny? No, no, I, I always appreciate that. And that's that's what I think when I think of Pal, you know, the Ripper, mm-hmm. there's these iconic images. So I would I would expect it. I didn't even know that they stopped doing it. So when you said it came back, I was like, oh, they stopped for a while. Yeah, the first, yeah, well, the last time. one is propaganda, I think is the last time you see it. Oh, okay. And then, and then now it's now it's back. So I was uh, excited to see see that back. And then we get the title card. And then we've got an intro with Ramp Master Pete uh, doing a voiceover about the summer tour. And then we kind of get the opening montage with the Johnny Cash song and the kind of introducing the skaters. But it's cool to see Ramp Master Pete in action here. Yeah, legend in his own right, really. Yeah. How long was he uh, kind of toting those guys around? It was it was a minute, right? He was at the company for a long time, and I think he just retired a few years ago. When I went yeah. to Powell, I mean, that's already probably 
almost over 10 years ago now he was there i saw him i met him you know he oh was is that right like, yeah he was still there you know looks exactly the same like a harley davidson t-shirt and a beard and blue jeans you know got the shake and i might have got a photo with him i gotta find i gotta dig out all my photos from my my powell visits maybe i'll that's they're like all on a hard drive somewhere in an old you know before you would really take it's in this weird era before, before smartphones yeah. yeah before you know he was just like oh i have a digital camera it's not a telephone <laughs> so where are those photos now i don't know they're just on a computer somewhere that's cool i didn't know you met brant master pete yeah i saw brant master pete in action in 88 and 89 i yeah. saw the the powell tours it's pretty cool nice and then we kind of jump into an interview with cab you know we kind of get these little talking head interviews that kind of move the story along and uh I was blown away. He says he's 33 years old here. It's kind of crazy to, to think in the 90s as, you know, you probably already thought of Cab as being an old guy. Now here he is at the spry young age of 33 years old. But the thing that's interesting in that part is there's that shot of him at that skate shop signing his first board, yeah, which right. just looks like a ancient artifact. Yeah, it looks like it's you know, a million years old. Yeah, in the probably... context of this video. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's only 33, but he's, it's weird. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, to see time that, is, you know? time is weird. Yeah. 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 It has to be weird for, for cab too. Cause just seeing him on tour with the younger skaters, like he's seen all that in a different lifetime in the eighties, you know, now he's reliving it, but mm -hmm. doing uh, more street courses and stuff. Like it's gotta be, it had to be so weird for him just to experience doing it all over with new guys. Like a yeah. New Several times. Yeah. I mean, he's probably done that same Every two Cycle or three years, yeah. five times since this video, you know. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I wonder how he felt because my my wife's a school teacher and she sees new kids come in every year. You know, new kids go, but to me, I was like, man, that would bum me out. Just seeing like I'm still in the same place. He's, I'm seeing lots of progress. Not that that's like cab, but you know, just seeing things change. But you're in different. I don't know. That would be weird to me. I wonder how he, how you know, he's a positive guy, but I wonder how he felt about that. Just yeah. always being there. He's an anomaly in that regard. We've talked about this before, but there's nobody who's got that kind of tenure at any company in skateboarding. Yeah. Like, you know, it's cool. I yeah. guess he likes it. I guess he's cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like he didn't have options to go elsewhere if he wanted to. I'm sure he yeah, could right. jump ship a million times if he wanted He almost to. went to Santa Cruz in the 80s. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but then we've got a little, you know, skate segment with cab here. So this is like some mini ramp tour footage mixed in with like some actual street footage. And this is, this is probably like the best part of the video right here is getting to see the, you know, the continuation and the progression of street cab here. Mm -hmm. Just his handrail stuff alone is just like huge rails. Yeah. Yeah. He does that front side board slide on that long handrail. And yep. then he does like a board slide up a handrail. It's, mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy. Some cool air over like doubles with, I can't remember who he was with, but Danny Wainwright, maybe was it Wainwright? I don't yeah. Know, on the mini, mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy. Rich, any thoughts on street cab here? No, I love it. I love that he was going for it, you know, uh, just seeing, just seeing him do all these big, you know, flip tricks and stuff. But, uh, cause I, I think cab might be my favorite skater of all time. So just nice. seeing him transition into street from where he was, was it's super cool to see him adapt. I think that's how everyone feels about street cap. I think he gets, he has a lot of respect for, you know, just really seeing that vert was, wasn't doing what it was doing. And then he moves on. He's like, I got to do this. And he adapting and, and totally ripping too. Mm -hmm. 
I, I always get bummed when I see when he did that big rail. I can't remember what video it was when he had that huge slam on that that really long rail that kind of curved. And that's when he said, like, rails oh, aren't yeah. for me anymore. That's right, I, yeah. There's something about seeing Cab slam on on something that bums me out. Like, uh, like I don't know, it's like seeing my my older brother or something like, no, like, not, not Cab. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for Cab, I mean, I don't mean to speak for him, but, like, he's such a naturally gifted skateboarder that I don't think it was, like, it was just the next, you know, it was just skateboarding for him. It wasn't mm-hmm. like... I don't ever think he he had the moment where he had he was like, oh man, I really have to adapt to this new world now. I think he was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I it was can just do a that. Natu- naturally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, decision. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, I know like for sure, like there were other '80s vert pros that were like, oh shit, like now I have to figure out how to do all this stuff. And I always got the impression with Cab that he was just so he's so fluent in skateboarding that it wasn't even like a it wasn't a stretch for him you know yeah, that's true i mean he dirt bikes and mountain bikes too it's yeah. not like he's trying to get pro he's just exploring other things yeah and then we kind of get some danny wainwright footage i like this this roof drop is pretty oh yeah pretty that's gnarly right. and then he's got like this girl asks him for an autograph and he puts a <laughs> 666 on his four on her forehead yeah. Gives her a little mustache and a goatee. yeah, gives her a goatee. And there's like a concerned mom that kind of lurks up in the background, like, what is going on? It's just like you see, I mean, now you open up the internet and you see kind of wild stuff, you know, every day. But you know, seeing back then, seeing stuff like this, it was just like, oh, what just weird, funny, crazy stuff. It's like only in skate videos did you see, you know, just weird parking lot uh activity. And you would never in a million years have seen that in a Powell video 10 years prior. Oh, yeah, 666. Six, yeah, six. right. Yeah. That, that, that is the interesting thing, too, because I, I, you know, watching, like, the early videos, they're, they're a little more polished. They have, like, segments, sketches and stuff, but it's all, like, written and thought out. It kind of reminds me of, like, the, the Hollywood studio system, like, in the, the 50s and the 60s when they're making these big, like, Ben-Hur, Cleopatra, all these big movies. And then, like, in the 70s, Easy Rider, and like taxi driver came out and they're gritty and raw. And then that's what people wanted. And that kind of, it devolved, but it kind of became something new. And that's kind of what skateboarding go from the early pal videos to the nineties. And then you got the fisheye lenses and it's just them in the van screwing around, you know, Yeah. but yeah. that, you know, it wasn't scripted or anything. This, this is just skateboarding. So, and that's what people wanted and that's what it turned into. Then you get jackass from it you know you get all these kind of mm-hmm. all these new things from that kind of skate culture that how the 90s portrayed it yeah, yeah definitely. I agree. that's a good call i also noticed danny does a kickflip indian vert i think it was at uh states uh skate street i thought that was pretty interesting he just had like one quick like vert clip and i was like wow he's busting out kickflip indies that's pretty crazy and then how about this yellow ho- hotel water? They're trying to make coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty gross. <laughs> I've seen water that's not far removed from that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty gross. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, we continue to have uh, like voiceovers and some interviews just to continue the, the story along. I like these. Uh, and then they're kind of segueing into going to Canada. These downhill uh skater kids yeah and the oh, one yeah. kid wipes out i love him he's Those were like... some slippery fucking wheels <laughs> yeah, <he's got laughs> huge welding gloves they have yeah on too. Yeah. yeah massive yeah they I took cues from uh chris iverson's 
gloves, I guess. You didn't see a lot of downhill footage at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think those are longboards too. That was like a a rarity for sure. But yeah, that kid's voice, he's all like super high pitched. It's awesome. So great. Yeah. There's some uh, Slam City Jam contest footage with Danny Wainwright, Cab, and Andy Mack. And also in the the rough cut, you get to see some Mike V uh, stuff here, which is also cool to see. Giorgio Zatoni on a mini ramp, he just cranks. Oh on, my God. Dude. On everything. Yeah. Was that the Italian skater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. they went to his, yeah, he was crazy. He was just so smooth, like Tom Penny on that mini ramp, just flying around. Yeah. The best part of that, though, was like that guy. It was like, you hella fat, man. Oh, yeah. He didn't <laughs> and, know the, the translation. Tony, yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, yeah. He's well, got, you got understand. tight tricks. Yeah. You're hella fat. Yeah. That, that was getting uncomfortable watching that. I was like, <laughs> neither of these guys are communicating. Very well. <laughs> yeah. like, watching it all go down. A huge bull fly out and he just ass plants. Yeah. Right on. Yep. Nice slam there. But Zatoni later on in this video, he's throwing down some massive vert errors and stuff like that. That guy just, yeah, I mean, dude, killed killed any transition. That that was at his personal uh, skate park, right? And, yeah, like and, there's a few, yeah, there's a few shots of him in this video where he's skating vert, and it seems like he's just like airing super high. I know he's like Hisoi, just flying. Yeah, was he the second guy to do a 900? I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. He might have been. I'll have to do some research on that. And then, uh, let's see, they go off to Europe for the summer contest season. And I love they do kind of the Indiana Jones yeah. map effect with the airplane going over the yeah. map with the red line. I just uh, They needed the Indiana Jones theme when that plane's flying. Dune. They should have put that in there. It's like, that's what you associate. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah, I got a good chuckle out of that because I uh, Indiana Jones one of my favorite movies. So, but I guess they meet up with uh, Jason Ellis in Europe. Yeah, and I was cracking up at the Ellis and Boris kind of like picking on each other about you know street skating. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, Ellis was like, "You can't ollie up, ollie off a curb, or ollie can't, up a curb, yeah, or ollie, up, ollie up a two stair or whatever." And then they show him <laughs> uh, do a three stair. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And then Ellis does like a ollie up on a ledge and grinds and 180s off. That was, yeah. yeah, street Ellis making an appearance. That's that's a super rarity. And then we get lots of demos and contest footage in Europe. And Andy Mack, he gets first place here at the Monster uh, Vert Contest, which was kind of interesting to uh, learn that. And then we get the Wembley Arena Contest. And I was noticing like Giorgio and Ellis, you know, we, I mean, we just talked about them a minute ago, the height they're getting on their air. That's airs, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. That Munster mastership vert mm-hmm. ramp. Zatoni yeah. is blasting. Yeah. Like, you know, it's crazy. Ellis too. Ellis, Ellis too. He yeah. drops in and he has a kickflip and he catches it so early. And then he just like hovers for like a second. And <laughs> yeah. He, and then he's goes, just hanging out up there. Yeah. It's like, he's already got it. He's just like waiting to come back in. Yeah. It's cool to see Vert kind of coming back around at this point too. Yeah, you know? I almost feel like sometimes watching some of this Vert footage, I almost feel like it looks very modern to me. Like if I turned the X Games on this weekend, it would be almost kind of be like a similar style and and trick selection. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't know what's really going on in the current Vert scene. But I was just like, this all looks like new and and wild to me for some reason. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody who would disagree that those runs wouldn't be 
impressive today. For you know sure. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they, they would be just as impressive today. How about these uh, pedal go-kart shenanigans? I know we're talking about. Yeah, uh, I can't remember which, if it's the edited or the, the raw cut. One of them shows how pissed the, the owners were. Mm-hmm. It's like in the, trying to get money the out of them. One. They're like yeah. hammering them back together. Yeah. Like, look, you got you to gotta pay. But they, was it was it Ellis that's like going down the stairs backwards? Backwards, that's over. crazy. It's like, <laughs> it's funny nobody said anything while they were doing it. It's like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna mess those go-karts up for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, in the in the rough cut, uh, Charlie Wilkins, what's he do? Like he almost like flips over backwards, but somehow he like comes forward down the yeah, stairs. Yeah. It looks pretty. He jumps crazy. the stairs, yeah. lands on the back wheel, and yeah, yeah. Those those are the kind of that's that's when skate. You know, when you get all reckless like that, that that's when it's so fun to just be in that crowd, just yeah. cheering on somebody doing so. Yeah. Fun. They introduced the team manager at the time. And I, I how do you say his name, Larry? Is it I Croyd? don't know. I wasn't familiar with this guy. This I wasn't is, either. Yeah. Croyd Morandon or something. But yeah, he kind of gives a spiel about the angry Belgian dude and his wife and how he had to try to pay him Smooth off. Smooth it over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did notice a little fun fact Easter egg when they show uh, a young Emily Vallely is sitting on Jason Ellis's lap for oh, no, uh, in the go-kart. Yeah, so it was like... Uh, so Mike's on the tour with Anne and Emily. She's like probably five years old or something. It's kind of interesting to see. That's cool. See, see her make an appearance for a second. The Brussels, was that the section that had the vert vert demo that on a on a ramp that didn't go to vert? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was yeah. like the uh what's the worst demo ramp in uh yeah, the ultimate, band, ultimate, the demo, ultimate ramp. demo ramp. Wasn't quite that bad, but yeah, it's it looked really skinny. Narrow, yeah. Really narrow and yeah, definitely did not actually go to vert this is also where we see the uh the giorgio family skate park yeah how cool is that that's amazing yeah to kind of you know our son has this budding skateboard career let's launch something to help him you know keep on yeah. ripping and then you know we'll just know. open it to the public super cool wish, wish i had parents like that you know supportive parents <laughs> you gotta go steal some wood and build a skate i know park. i yeah. bet his parents bought that wood <laughs> yeah there's a funny scene. I think it's in this one. Maybe it's in both where he's trying to recite Peter Piper or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, can't get through it or whatever. Yeah. Peter everyone's Piper laughing during Peckham. dinner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't even get through it either. <laughs> uh, let's see. So then they're back in the USA and we get a lot more demo footage and some of the, I love, they show a lot of these parking lot dwellers. I'll call them, you know, people showing up for the demo, just all types of interesting characters. Like, yeah. Punk, punk rockers There's some homeless guys yeah. lying on the ground too <laughs> yeah <laughs> people like moving and grooving to the music and how about yeah. uh john comer foot snaps off yeah rest in peace john. John. but that's scary footage you know because he skates like you wouldn't even know he's like missing yeah. a leg it's crazy he could do what what he did with you know uh, he has so much control over you know just like a, a prosthetic leg it's crazy i know but it's just scary to see his foot snap off and then his yeah. shoe go flying. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have to imagine there might have been people there that didn't realize he had a prosthetic leg and yeah. <laughs> thought something <laughs> really, 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 really horrifying happened. <laughs> yeah. And then he but, tries to skate like with just like a peg leg, kind of like without yeah. the shoe on. Yeah. Didn't quite but, work out. He has a he had a foot sponsor, which was interesting. Yeah, like me. a prosthetic sponsor, yeah. I guess you which would call is, it. Yeah. And they overnight him a new foot. They yeah. overnighted him a new foot. And it looks like Ramp Master Pete's like screwing it all together for him in a hotel room. Yeah. He lost his foot when he was like a kid, right? Or, or his 
his lower leg. I think it yeah. Did, did he was get an ran, accident. Was run over by a car? Something it, was like some, it was something like that. Maybe we, he was like four or five or something like that. Mm. But yeah, should, John Comer. I feel like I know, but incredible. I can't recall. Yeah, he was amazing, man. What a uh, inspirational dude, especially back then. You just never saw anything like that. Yeah. Like now you got guys on, you know, Instagram that have like no lower parts. Oh, yeah. No to- uh, blind. Mm. There's plenty of blind. Yeah. 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 Those are, guys that are blind, they're sk- yeah, it's crazy. But Comer was really like a pioneer for that. Yeah, he was the idea that people could skate handicapped. Yeah, I mean, yep. if, for lack of a better word, I guess. Yeah, but, I I follow uh, a few of those guys, and those are some of my my favorite videos to watch because you see these guys, they're like they just know that they love skateboarding, and then when they take a fall, the guy I can't remember his name, but he doesn't have arms or legs. When he falls, he just rolls and you know oh man it's so much more rough of you know, falling when you can't put your hands out yeah. yeah wow yeah he was killing it though man Comer yeah, he's ripping killing vert killing park killing that mini ramp yep like you said couldn't didn't miss a beat you yeah know? there was one like he's skating the the demo mini ramp he does like a ollie frontside tail slide but then he kind of like ollies out of it into the back to the ramp it's like kind of oh i think i saw that too yeah yeah super cool i've never seen someone ollie out of a tail slide because you don't need to you just drop in yeah yeah he like popped it just a little little style yeah yeah super cool all right cock diesel he's here (laughs) flint flint michigan this is a, you know, for the listeners at home that haven't seen this video, this is a gentleman that looks like he showed up at a demo. He's got some wild moves. So they put the camera on him. Well, they show him talking mm-hmm. and you think like this guy is just a some lunatic or something that's going to just kill himself. Yeah. On some, on some borrowed skateboard. But no, he's like the handstand guy king king yeah and he's, he's like low. rolling doing like a triple board handstand yeah, like okay, three boards yeah, yeah. stacked yeah yeah i was like holy shit cock diesel is no joke like yeah i so he's they show him he's skating and he pops the board up into his hand and he kind of takes a few running steps and then he jumps into yes. a handstand how do your arms yeah. or your elbows no. just not snap off that should be a face plant to your grip tape straight oh yeah that's like lost teeth mm-hmm. you know that's everything horrible we need to get cock diesel on the show yeah i'll have to uh <laughs> highlight that clip and put it on the instagram too. definitely dude yeah that, that one will go viral cock yeah diesel. they said something like he couldn't he couldn't do a kick turn on the mini ramp to save his life but he could do like these insane handstand tricks. and then riding a handstand on like three boards high. three stacked yeah. boards yeah yeah wow it's insane dude cock diesel, though, that's a name that's a porn star name it's right everything there. dude that guy's just got it yeah i I don't have it you don't have it none of us have it cock diesel has it it. he's got it i'm giving it i'm giving cock diesel the vip uh mvp award for this uh for this video (laughs) i i'm with you 100 percent. yeah he should have been on the cover just doing the handstand or right when he's diving to the ground with this board out right (laughs) so good flint michigan home of cock diesel yeah, well, you have to hire a private detective to find him or something. Yeah, but I guess that I'm guessing that's probably not his real name. <laughs> no, he can't. Can't. Yeah, actually, his, I was his real name is Richard Gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, amazing! Also, somewhere in around this time of the video, you get a Jason Ellis tray flip at a skate park, like just off a ramp, just yeah. a quick little little cut that I noticed in there. 
And then I also really liked the uh, Jason Ellis and Chris Boris X Games doubles, doubles. runs. Yeah, where yeah. he Chris Boris is doing an eggplant and uh, Jason Ellis does like a judo air of a, above him, but kind of mm-hmm. like kicks his foot out and plants it on top of Chris's board while he's doing the eggplant. It's like super crazy. Yeah, yeah it doesn't I can't remember which one was it? Maybe it was Jason Ellis lays down and then he just hangs his helmet over the ramp and then he does a hand plant on his helmet. Yeah, I can't remember who was who, but yeah, that's a neck yeah. snapper. <laughs> you get some early FDR footage too in this section. Yeah, you don't see that vert ramp. Now used used that much. That had to be when did FDR start getting built? I mean, it had to be right around this time, right? Maybe I don't know. I don't. I'm not super familiar with the history. Of I'm that. not either. I don't know. 90s definitely though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got Borst wearing a skull and sword shirt. Did you get that? Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. I was going to ma- at Skate Street. He does uh, two McTwists in a row, and then he yeah. does a stale fish grab McTwist, which was super crazy. Yeah. Harkening back to uh, Tony. Yeah. Stale fish McTwist. Mm-hmm. And this. Hell yeah. Yeah. Chris Borst, man, comes out of nowhere 10 years later, two McTwists in a row, and rocking a Ray Bones shirt. Like nothing, <laughs> yeah. ever, like nothing ever happened. Yeah. It's 1986 still. It's great. And then we kind of transition into, I almost feel like this next kind of segment and then the kind of the rest of the video was like an add on later when they lost the other guys, you know, Mike V and Charlie and Stacy, they were like, okay, now we got to cut those guys out, but we need more Mm. footage to kind of supplement, you know, our video. So this is like a North Northern California trip with uh, Andy Mac cab, Danny, Danny Wainwright, Comer, Ellis, the whole the whole crew that's pretty much throughout this video. But I don't know, just something about it seemed like this is like a different, slightly later time period, not a part of the some I could be wrong. I don't know. That's just like kind of the feeling I got. Maybe they had this footage and they just weren't gonna use it. And then when those dudes left, they're like, Well, yeah, need some filler. We need yeah. some filler. It was good. I I I didn't even think I saw Andy Mack in the the uncut one, the one with Mike V. It seemed like it was Mike V or Andy Mack. Like those were the two that alternated between the two videos. But yeah, all of that was really good watching like the indoor indoor uh, skate park. Was that was that Northern California? Mm-hmm. Was that uh, the um, he does that no Sugar Hill or whatever? Yeah, he does the yeah. I don't know what park it was, but he does that transfer off the yeah. ramp over the From fence. The into that oh, bowl. yeah, yeah, that was- yeah. It was like Comer, like alley oop, 50 50 around the corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was yeah. sick, too. Yeah. I think Andy was on the team not that long in this video because I, I talked to him about uh, this video and uh, he said he was only on the team like a very short time before, you know, this filming for this video. And then he's kind of got a whole part. Is that the nude bowl he's skating? It's I, yeah, like I shot on so. actual film. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is which is interesting to see. It's I, like Belmar's bowl and the nude bowl. Mm-hmm. I think it's the nude. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Cause it's really, if you can't get the landscape of behind it. Yeah. It looks like any other crusty bowl and it's been painted so many times that you can't, there's nothing there. There's an identifiable like graffiti piece or something. Yeah. And the shots there are super tight. You don't get like a kind of a wider view. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah so you yeah. can't see the wreckage in the background, mm-hmm. the, you know, collapsing, nudist colony or whatever <laughs> yeah it <laughs> but was i'm just, pretty sure it's nude bull yeah yeah it was sure. just interesting to see you know film and, not, and i don't think we've seen anything shot on film in a powell video in a long time yeah there's never enough nude bull footage man that's the greatest spot ever 
not that I've ever been there, but somewhere on a piece of paper in a drawer in a box somewhere, I have written out directions on how to get to the the nude bowl that someone gave me one time. I never went and I never ended up going, but my brother went there. No way. Yeah, he did. He did. He wrote it too. Wow. When did he do that? A couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. He, He found his way out there with some people and he was like, I just wanted to put my wheels down on the nude bowl. He didn't, you know, he just, rode up halfway up the you know uh-huh. <laughs> face wall and rolled back in but josh picker at the nude bowl yep that's amazing yep. i was jealous yeah Damn. that's a cool little, spot the last hole made it out there before i did <laughs> <laughs> just kidding josh but yeah belmars too you get some cool belmars footage in this mm-hmm. i always get if it's chicken or belmars because they're they look similar and they're both oh in orange that might have been well, I don't know. Yeah, I have no I idea. I thought it was Belmars. Yeah. yeah, they do look Could similar, be. though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then we kind of have a solo Andy Mack part here at the end. A little bit cool stuff to see. And then they're at Simi Valley, our early incarnation of the skate lab at Simi, Simi Valley. Yeah. Cool to see. Got like 10 Almost kid, kinda, kids yeah. pounding on the van. Like <laughs> Almost kind of unrecognizable, like the layout of the park. Like I couldn't figure out where they were in the building. I did notice with the whenever they pull up to to spots, there were a lot of kids uh, there, which which is how it you know usually is. But now it seems like I, at least when I go to like the Vert Alert down in Salt Lake, when Tony brings his ramp out, like it's mostly it seems like it's mostly um, adults bringing their their kids, but it's adults first. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just for to see those older guys skate, but. It it's funny so funny though that that's so telling because there really wasn't such. Th- thing as like a older skater back then i'm not saying there was none but that makes a lot of sense yeah (laughs) Yeah. but you know it's like that generation that's bringing their kids there are these guys that are pounding on the van Mm -hmm. you know in in this video you're right you're right my dad wasn't hanging out for demos he'd drop us off but now like yeah i'm like trying to talk my son into you know going down exactly dude yeah i have an eight-year-old son and he's like let's go skate like let's go to the skate park and i'm like yeah let's go you know and I not and I'm not gonna go drop him off. Like we're gonna go skate together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So your son's son's eight and he's yeah. skating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's trying. He's yeah. he's yeah. he's he's just getting his kind of getting his sea legs with it, but he's down, you know. He can like roll up a little ramp and come back fakey and he can just learn how to kick turn and tic tac oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So he's yeah. getting there, you know. Yeah, that's way fun. Yeah, I my son, I, I took him skating a lot, but now he's got skate friends. Cause he was my skate buddy, you know, cause I haven't mm-hmm. had skate buddies for, for decades. So I like raised him to be my, 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 my yeah. friend. Skater. <laughs> totally. And now that, now that he's like, you know, he's 17 and now he has his own friends. Like now I'm back to no skating friends. Oh, and I'm trying to it to go. Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> I lost him again. I got to have another kid. Or yeah. <laughs> Rich, I like your one video where you're skating with your son and then you show a photo of him with a razor scooter. Oh yeah, you're super, bummed. <laughs> you're super bummed out. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a true story too. He, uh, you know, like when he was a little baby, I I got a, a family photo with him, me, me with my skateboard, him with his skateboard when he was like two or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is gonna be my buddy, my we're gonna be skateboard buddies. And then you know when he was like six, he wanted a scooter. You know, it was like pretty big back then. Mm-hmm. And so all the kids in the neighborhood had scooters, and I was bummed. And we'd go to skate parks, and I'd bring them, but be a little i don't know you know it's just a little weird i wish he was skateboarding but it was fine but then uh then he picked up a skateboard when he was like 13 and he got into it because we have a mini ramp in the in the garage so 
it was just sitting it was just me riding it. and then one day out of nowhere i didn't push him into skateboarding he just i don't know if it was instagram he just like i think skateboarding is a little cooler so then he just started skateboarding. he's right he's right about that that, yeah, was, a, that was a correct assessment <laughs> yeah but i i didn't want to push him into because i didn't want him to skateboard for the wrong reasons i wanted yeah. to be his decision mm -hmm. and when he decided it was just like like a beautiful thing is like because uh, you know i see myself and him in different things in his personality and that he chose skateboard i was like this is this is beautiful <laughs> that's cool you mentioned the ramp in your garage i almost feel like i know you because i've seen your videos and you know seen like inside your house and stuff yeah, I'm just like, it, yeah. yeah it is weird i run into people <laughs> at a skate park like hey i feel like i know you i'm like i i put out i put too much stuff out there for people yeah and and it makes sense like that's what i'm doing but yeah it is a little weird yeah i don't mind it all right, and the, the video's starting to close down here a little bit. We got Ramp Master Pete's got a voiceover about the tour. We kind of wind it down, and we get the credits with some Asian restaurant shenanigans, which is weird. Just this this couple that kind of like peeks their head into the the party room here, and they're like, "Oh, you're a skateboard team." They're just acting so weird. I don't know. They're, and then the guy pulls up his shirt to show off his tattoo. It's just bizarre. Just very bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember that. What was his tattoo? I it went around wrapped around his back. Yeah, I big tell. stomach, like that kind of traditional spot people put their last name or something that kind of arches like over their stomach. Yeah, yeah. I that wasn't in the the rough cut because that the rough cut's what I watched last. I can't remember that, so I'm trying to remember what it, what, what was going on in the restaurant. Yeah, that yeah. part is definitely not in the rough cut. It just dies. Yeah, off. the rough cut kind of just ends. Yeah. But what? Uh, as this wraps up, we can jump into the rough cut a little bit, and then yeah, are they doing? Are they doing wasabi? Are they trying to eat wasabi balls? Yeah, or Ella says he loves pain, so he's trying to overdo yeah, it yeah. with the wasabi. And yeah. Cab takes it no problem, and everyone's kind of blown away. But somebody asked that couple, "Have you guys seen? Either you guys you seen, seen Jin or something like that?" Yeah, <laughs> that so, was pretty funny. So good. Uh, post credits, we've got Richie Caruso. Going for the world record nose 360s here. And uh, so I was just like, oh, let me Google this guy and find out how many nose wheelies he does. I couldn't find that record, but he's got tons of different just normal 360 world records. I couldn't find anything on this nose wheelie one. So I did a quick. So I was like, let me rewind this, see how many. So I did a rough cut. I could be off a little bit. It looks like he does about 45 knows wheelie oh, you counted you actually counted. yeah yeah i played it and every time you made a rotation i just counted in my head that's the <laughs> length i'm going to for the show <laughs> i don't know how anybody can do that and not just die of dizziness and yeah after like five spins it's just yeah like over 45 though yeah yeah uh and then we've got nugget the dog at the end yep and that was in australia did you did you see that didn't it say australia i'm not sure I can't remember. Oh, it's the, like the very last after the nose 360s, the screen goes staticky for like 20 seconds, maybe they kind of, I don't know, fake you out like it's uh it's they over. Were, they were known for that. They were yeah. still pulling that trick mm -hmm. in 1998. Yeah. And then it came back and there's like Nugget the dog riding on a skateboard. And I think it said it was in Australia. <laughs> I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not thinking correctly. I should have wrote it down. You wrote down the the number of rotations <laughs> that the 360 guy did, but <laughs> Not Nugget the Dog's home homeland. Yeah, yeah. All right, so then the video's over, but I wrote down a few things. Uh, like we said, uh, there's this rough cut. I thought we could comment on it. So it's a if you've got the bonus feature, or excuse me, if you have the DVD, 
of Strip Mall Heroes. You can watch it. I believe it's out of print. So we put this up on our YouTube channel so you can go check it out. I thought I would definitely see Mike Santa Rosa in this edit. I was expecting to yeah, see him. No. So I'm guessing he left a little earlier. And then, you know, when they started even this edit, he was kind of excluded because he was already gone. But he was a major part of the 97 summer tour. So I thought I was going to see him here. That was kind of a bummer because he rips that mini ramp, man. It's crazy. It's interesting to see some of the text they put in places for kind of like, you know, placeholder text. Yeah. Like yeah. we want a voice over here. We got to put a map here. Map know. shot. Yeah. There was one that was Mike Valley Gons, Neil Blender voiceover. Oh. Yeah. He was yeah. going to talk because he has that clip. Well, let's talk about that clip from Wembley arena where he says skateboarding's about cars, jumping on cars, jumping on cars. Yeah. So that's kind of the third appearance of that line in Apollo video. So we've got the original in, Future Primitive. Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk says that in Propaganda. And now here we go. Maybe I'll Mike's collect all the... those up and, and uh, yeah. make a little clip. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I, I thought I saw a title card at one point that said, like, it was a Blender and Gons, Blender slash Gons. Yeah. But yeah. then they never skated, right? It never went to any of or Blender or Gons. It said Mike V. Gons plus Blender voiceover. Oh, oh so I, I love that clip. He says, "Thank you, Mark Gonzalez," and then that's how he ends that little speech where he says, "It's about cars jumping on cars." Thank you, Mark Gonzalez, and then it cuts to. I guess they were going to have him do an interview where the importance of Gons and Neil Blunder or something, or yeah, and yeah. then they were going to drop it in there because I think that might be the same contest where because you know how Neil Blunder, you know, there's that famous clip where in the middle of his contest run he spray paints the spray uh, paints yeah going. so that he one puts it, the board in between his legs and rolls on the ground <laughs> that's one of the best runs <laughs> but it might be the same contest where in the middle of his run mike v get, grabs a spray paint can and he just writes neil blender on the ground spray paints it almost like super huge so maybe that was the same contest so they're they were gonna interview him about gons and neil blender and and drop it in here yeah. but i'm guessing maybe it was filmed because there is you know some interview clips with mike in here peppered in so I don't yeah know. they just didn't get to it yet didn't drop it edit. in there yeah. yeah well we got a little ahead of ourselves on okay. that okay because the there's a lot of stuff leading up to that part that yeah i mean i just i'm just throwing yeah. out random, random stuff oh here. yeah 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 yeah, Stacy Lowry. you know you oh get, like, my Lowry god stuff. dude they're ripping dude oh my god yeah yeah you got um yeah charlie wilkins you know they're it's a whole it's, 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 it's a, almost a different video it is it's very much a different video i mean there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that crosses over but there's a lot that doesn't like mm -hmm. it it's it, it it's like watching a basically a whole different video yeah i think like a lot of the parts are are trimmed down in this some of the the uh rant master pete stuff is pulled back a bit mm -hmm. but yeah, it's pretty crazy dude like Mike V talking about his power bar and green tea regiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The music he's going to play during the demo. CDs that they're going to yeah. play during the demo and everything. Yep. What was it for Gazi and Oz, Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. Ozzy. yeah. And uh, what did he say? Steve Earl, maybe Steve Earl. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, Stacy Lowry's ankle break. Yes. Or I'm guessing it was, I mean, it looked like it was broken the yeah, way they, they like slow mode it. Yeah. I had to, yeah. I, I almost had to look away during that one. Yeah, tons of good stuff. Uh, you know, if you want to see Mike V in, you know, I guess 1997, 
then uh this is some some great oh footage. dude yeah so much great mike v mini ramp footage and stuff like that in here and there's that whole section where they went to like it was it arches national park yeah like they went yeah. Off a little bit. and all that yeah Oh, those roads going through arches because I've I've tried to skate down those because just the view is so cool, but those roads are so rough. Mm. Like to go down on normal skateboard wheels isn't as easy as it looks. But yeah, they're skating down those wheel those roads. But yeah, it's it's cool to see them. They're bringing the mini ramp. They went to you know like St. George, Utah. That's where the the uncut version ends in Utah, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mu- uh, musically speaking, there's quite a bit of different music in this rough cut. There's like some Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I heard, yeah. yeah, I heard a little little samples from a tribe called Quest too, like little tiny snippets. Like, why didn't they use the whole song? They just use like, yeah, just, like, some, some of the beginning parts. And there was Fugazi was in it. Yeah, I in the rough cut. That part. Yeah, and I can't remember. I don't know if there's anything. Well, there's I've been everywhere. That's in that's in both of them. Both, yeah. But, but regular release, is there any re- real like band? tracks in there do they pull all that know. out there's I'm a minute remember. a minuteman song in there oh is there okay I'm, now I'm, I'm getting both versions confused kind of yeah which one's in yeah. which song but yeah i did catch a minuteman song i think it was during like uh when chris boris was skating at some point yeah well anyway i liked the part where uh they were hold on the where they were uh <laughs> chanting for charlie wilkins to do a 540 the, oh, i think that, that was mike end. and he does a was it mike a, i thought it was charlie was it Mike? He does the boneless 540. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. he's like, oh, that's not, it's not going to be what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess kids oh, are Mike? thinking of McTwist. Oh, I thought that was yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mike V, yeah. Yeah, he does, does the 540, 540 boneless. Yeah. 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 I, I, awesome. I did like that. When he said, it's not going to be what you think it is. Not going to be what you think. think. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. But they were stoked. Like the kids were psyched. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That was always a crowd favorite when I would, um, tour with mike the 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 i think even in the tony hawk video game didn't they name that the mike v boneless like in the video game it's called if you do a 540 boneless maybe i don't know yeah it's an impressive trick yeah Hell yeah the 360 boneless isn't easy all right guys any final comments on strip mall heroes i know we kind of blasted through this but you know it's uh it's kind of hard to talk about everything when it's just kind of like one big long video and not like segmented it's a really so short video, part. actually. Yeah, it's, it's about a half, half an hour. hour. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I think it's a great video. I suggest everybody goes and watches both of them because they're they're two very different experiences. But you know, I, I always like to go back and watch the the nineties Powell stuff with kind of uh, we've talked about this before, but with sort of a fresh eye. Mm-hmm. You're not tainted by what was going on in skateboarding at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, oh, Powell's not cool. Everybody yeah, you're not knows. worried about the politics of the scene. The you politics kind of, of the scene yeah, don't right. play into it. You can just right. go back and watch these videos and be like, holy shit, like this is awesome. Like these guys ripped. And uh, and it's cool to see like any sort of document of a, of a tour, you know, and like what it was like to be on tour with a skateboard team in 1998, mm-hmm. what it was like to be on, on Powell in 1998, you know, just kind of posting up in these hot ass parking lots and riding the same stuff over and over again and getting into stupid shit with your friends. And it's cool to, it's cool to see anything like that. So I thought, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I'm really happy that you bounced down the, uh, the alternate edit to mm-hmm. watch too. Cause I think yep. people will be psyched on that. So. Yeah. There's a couple uploads of the, you know, the, the proper released version on YouTube. And then we've got the, uh, the rough cut on our YouTube channel. So you can, 
anyone out there that hasn't seen this can go check it out. Rich, final thoughts on uh, Strip Mall Heroes. Yeah, so just seeing that era, I like that. That late 90s was fun for me. The 80s was like a different kind of fun uh, with my siblings, you know, um, 80s stuff. But then the 90s, I don't know what, how it evolved. It was all, I don't know. So it was, it was fun to relive that era of skateboarding, watching it. Super cool. And you got to see it for the first, this video for the first time. Yep, it was. All right, Rich, we'll be watching your Instagram, waiting for new, great, funny videos. And um, thank you so much for joining us. I know it was last minute. We had you uh, on our list of uh, people we wanted to have on. And then we kind of had some other people originally lined up for this that ended up not being able to join us. So we reached out and you were you were game to to join us. So we thank you so much. Yeah, I listened to your, I binge listened to your episodes yesterday at work just to see and just listening to all of these skaters that you've had, all your guests are all my heroes. I listened to the Lance Mountain episode on um, Police Academy. That was, that was my favorite episode that I listened to so far. And Mike Santa Rosa and Frankie Hill, all these guys. And then you have me, which is, which is crazy to me. So I'm, oh, I'm honored and really just humbled to be, to, to be on your podcast. So I thank you. Oh, man. No uh, problem, again. dude. It's like to have you here. Well, thanks. I, yeah. And I, I, I appreciate the compliments on the videos too. I'll, I'll try to keep them coming. Maybe we can uh, do a collabo somehow or another. Yeah. I, I got to think it's always tricky when people are in different, different States. I've had a handful of people, not a handful, one or two be like, Hey, we should do a collab. Like, Oh man, I'm in Utah. Like, I don't know how, you know, sorry, cut that out too. I, okay. I, I <laughs> no, you're fine. No, you're fine. I, I, I've said, uh, I've said a few things on this podcast. Like, man, can you cut that out? Like I rambled way too much on street crap. Street no, cap. dude. No, no. We're, All right. we're... Well, if you do cut out, if, if I'm like uh, a guest for like 10 minutes on this, because you have to cut out the 20 minutes I was rambling, I'm totally cool no. with it. No, dude. no you're, you're perfect. Good. You're perfect. All right, Rich. Thank you so much. We will talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, Larry and Matt. I'm going to keep listening. I, I subscribe. This is a good podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. I'll see you guys. All right. There goes Rich. Thank you so much, Rich. Everybody go watch thrift store paintings. Thrift store paintings on Instagram. Strip go mall paintings might be cool too. <laughs> yes. Strip you mall know. hero paintings. Yeah. Something like that. Great episode, dude. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. A lot you, of fun. You know, I, 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 I figured out recently that I'm, I was kind of ambivalent about, I didn't love or hate, you know, the nineties Powell output. I just, it was just sort of there and it was mm -hmm. cool, but I'm figuring out that I actually really like it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. They're good videos. I mean, there's, it's good yeah. stuff. I encourage cool. everyone, if you haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a long time, go check out strip mall heroes. There's some bootlegs online but uh you know what well how about everyone go over to skateone.com and toss uh 10 bucks at uh get a nice high quality digital download of strip mall heroes indeed all right matt you know what time it is i do and now the bones brigade audio show mailbag all right we got a big mailbag today dude this might be our our heftiest mailbag yet. We got a lot of comments and feedback about our Colin McKay episode. We did. Which is awesome. Yeah. We're psyched that people reach out and let us know how we're doing. But I guess, you know, I was kind of like joking with myself. Well, it only took us 50 episodes to get it right. 
because people were just loving, loving that episode. It was a great one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it was one of our finest, but they're all fine. They're all good. Yep. So uh, yeah, we're going to dig into the mailbag here. We have Lars and he writes such a good show. I really enjoyed the Colin McKay episode. One of my first skate videos was, was actually radical moves. Wow. Maybe you guys could do an episode on that video. You know, we've actually, Matt and I have actually talked about that a little bit. I did a light search for the, the, uh, the protagonist in the video who's kind of narrating. Yeah. And uh, I was not able to locate him. Just, I mean, I just did one little quick search. I'm sure, you know, he could so be out there. So was the somewhere. guy, I wonder, was the guy that was narrating actually the dude? In I the think video. That, yeah, he like hitchhike hitchhikes to the contest. Yeah, but do you think yeah. that's the same guy? I think so because there is parts where he's like talking on the screen, like he's skating the uh, the bowl and like Everett Roker Everett. Oh my god, I can't talk Rosecrans, tonight. Yeah. Everett Rosecrans like is like I think you're good enough to be sponsored by Vision or whatever. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. I actually, you know, because when uh, after Colin was talking about you know the Sealand Bowl. I had to go like I just watched that part to see some of that footage, and that's the yeah. part where he like gets approached to yeah, get yeah. sponsored. That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah, man. That you know, uh, radical moves is a it's a weird one. It's, it's crazy, an oddball. right? It's a weird one, man. Like there is a metric ton of freestyle, and it was just I don't know if it was like Canada was just kind of not caught up all the way. So mm-hmm. what was like but there's a lot of like weird like slalom and you yeah know, that i kind of stuff. it just didn't seem like it was really happening anywhere else at that time but they were doing it at this like, it was like high jump yeah you know I, and just i think they were looking at that event as kind of like the olympics right 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 it's like you know they had a 360 contest and slot you know yeah yeah L- lots of like Stuff that you would see at a skate contest in like the whatever mid sixties or something like mm-hmm. that. They were Bar- barrel jump or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's long and it's like parts of it are super gnarly, mm-hmm. you know. But and it's and like I said in the in the Colin episode, it's a cool chronicle of of that event. But it's yeah, it's and- it's a weird. And then you have that the whole kind of story of the guy with that he's like sleeping outside the venue and he's hitchhiking and he meets jeff phillips and then it's just it's so corny and And so it's it that makes animal acting in that (laughs) animal chin look like the fucking godfather like it's yeah you know the thing that i'm thinking i don't know i'd have to go rewatch it i think some of the the comments about towards female skaters in the in the voiceover are not it's it would pretty not brutal, hold dude. up today. They wouldn't yeah, hold yeah, up today. Yeah. 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 There would be some cancel culture jumping on that one for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, I wouldn't be opposed. To... <laughs> yeah. If we could dig enough, enough Powell related uh, content out of it to figure out a way to make it work. I, I guess <laughs> maybe we'll <laughs> save it... that one for our, our other show. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the radical moves podcast. Yep. All right. Aaron M writes in and he says really enjoyed this one the colin episode it'd be great to do more with other writers especially the more obscure ones and you know what aaron you're right and i think we uh i think we're going to be able to oblige you in that request pretty soon so keep uh keep your eyes peeled for uh, a few episodes down the road yeah matt's working on a super obscure guest right now i think it's i think it's gonna happen it looks like and 
that kind of ties back to radical moves. We'll just leave it there. Ooh, yeah, it does. We'll just leave it there. You guys okay. can try to try to work that out. <laughs> Our good friend Barnacle Brian, who you just heard. Yep. Shout out Barnacle Shout Brian. Shout out to Barn- Barnacle Brian. Sup, guys. Just finished the Colin McKay episode. Listening to Colin talk about the Richmond Skate Ranch brought back many fond memories. I was lucky enough to skate there a couple of times. Vancouver was a six-hour drive from Portland. We were lucky enough to witness Colin absolutely destroying the place on our first visit. After that experience, we were hooked. There were no skate parks near us, not to mention one indoors, and there was hardly any vert, so the ranch became a mecca for us until Burnside came along shortly after. Anytime I get to see footage or hear or read interviews, it makes me smile and reminds me how lucky I was to witness the place. Keep up the amazing work on the podcast, guys. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. You got to go skate there. I always wanted to go there. It looked just so cool. You know, starting back with just that, uh, you know, that original mini chin ramp. Just thought that looked so awesome. I wanted to skate it so bad. And, And then I wonder why no one is, I don't know, maybe by today's standards, it doesn't matter but i was like someone needs to rebuild that it just looks so cool i think yeah it's a definitely a relic from another another time in in skateboarding but i think people today could make take a whole new approach oh yeah to just it. make it even better yeah, yeah my brain is just too antiqued i guess to it move, is move past yeah. 1987 yeah all right julian writes in public domain during the mike valley part there's a small section in the Smithsonian and old footage of Stacy Peralta. My question is, what's the name of the song and group playing in this part? I've asked Stacy Peralta himself and he doesn't remember. I've been searching for this since I was a teenager and now at 50. I'm hoping you or someone in the community knows. Thanks ever so much, Julian MJ from Chicago, Illinois. Thank you, Julian. I feel like... Um, Someone's written to us before about this song. I think when we had done one of those video tunes episodes, someone had reached out, but I I have no idea who that is. We have tried to figure that out before. Yeah. It must be a Powell like original. They must, you know, or it's just a obscure track yeah. that somebody had on a 45. Yeah. Or, or it's know. off an old surf yeah. soundtrack or something. We uh, will they... continue to, hunt it down yeah I, I, hopefully we'll be able to figure something out but but uh, let's throw it out like he suggested to the listeners at home listening to this if anyone knows anything yeah. about that song write in and let us know where's this train going that yeah one. yep yep i don't know where it's <laughs> going i know it's away from you there that's you go. the one there you that's go that's the one my voice is just as good as that guys all right ian w <laughs> Ian W writes, and this is a pretty heavy letter, but uh, I'm gonna read it because it's it's really uh, it's really cool and flattering to hear this. Um, Ian W he writes, I first heard about the Bones Brigade audio show from Clyde Singleton's podcast last October, and I just finally got caught up today. So first off, Ian, well done. That's a, that's that's a, a lot, lot of listening. That's a wow, lot of in hours. a short time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, This is a bit sad, but my stepdad was diagnosed with a brain tumor just a couple of weeks before I found your show and ended up passing in mid-November. There weren't a lot of happy things in my life during this time, but reliving the Bones Brigade videos through the words of you and your guests was a very welcome distraction and something I could smile and laugh along with. Listening while I was walking to the hospital or home from work or while closing up and cleaning my little coffee shop was such a great escape. 
It allowed me to remember such amazing times from my youth, like my stepdad, taking the earliest photos of me skating in the mid and late 80s, or the time he argued that Tony was better than Cab. I had to teach him about the importance of style in skateboarding. I just really wanted to say thanks for all the hard work you both put into the show. Your show isn't just about skateboarding and some old videos. It's about a time and a place that we all shared, and it's a portal back to that time and place. Wow. It was the perfect soundtrack during a time where I needed to be connected to what I had, especially in the face of great loss, and it made each day easier, so thank you both for that. As a side note, I didn't start drinking coffee until I was 34. Now, 14 <laughs> years later, I've owned a coffee shop for the better part of a decade. So there's hope for you yet, Larry. Never stop searching, Ian. Wow, this is heavy. Yeah, Ian, uh, thank you so much for writing. And uh, sorry to hear about your stepfather um, passing. That's super sad. But I'm glad we could provide just a little bit of a distraction and happiness for you. Absolutely. And then taking the time to to write in and, and wow, this is that's that's pretty, pretty heavy email. That's very cool. uh, Yeah, Yeah. super cool. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Um, And yeah, I mean. Kind of stunned from that one. Yeah. And you've provided Larry some hope that he can finally. Get some. (laughs) Get some caffeine flowing through his veins. Yeah. That isn't uh, processed sugar. (laughs) Because my friend Larry here likes the Coca-Colas. Anyway, thank you, Ian. One of the coolest uh, emails we've ever gotten, probably ever will get. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Scott R, he writes, oh man, this is a long mailbag, dude. Scott R, this is going to be our last one. Okay. I think, think. yes, it is. All right. So Scott R writes, hey guys, such an amazing episode with Colin and hearing his story brings back a skate memory from June 2001, over 20 years ago. Growing up in New York City, getting the chance to see a pro skate demo with West Coast skaters was slim to none. You sort of had to be in the right place, right time scenario. My only memories of seeing some skate pros in the 80s was getting to see the Swatch Tour that came to the New Jersey and catching Mike V at the Brooklyn Banks before he turned pro. Anyhow, back in June 2001, Tony Hawk was coming to town with his skate tour full of so many amazing pros, including Valerie, Cab, Stab, Colin McKay, and a bunch of others. A year before this demo, I started skating again at an indoor skate park called Rexplex in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and it became the place to go for a hot minute. I think it's actually where vert skater Elliot Sloan got his start. Very Interesting. cool. Yeah. I have been to the Rexplex before. Oh, have you? Yep. Oh, that's cool. When I got back into skating, I found online a knockoff Paul Perlton McGill deck from some company in Washington or Oregon. I forget the name. It was signed by McGill and definitely not approved by Powell. Probably before Powell started reissuing boards, so McGill did his own thing with someone, I guess. I decided to bring this board to the demo in hopes of getting some of the pros from my past to sign the deck. After the demo, my buddy Seth and I ventured out to the tour bus and caught a few of the guys signing autographs. First stop had to be Cab, and I went up to him with the board, and he inspected the board up and down, gave me a serious look, and said, where did you get this? (laughs) Suspect merchandise. I can't remember how I replied, but he was still nice enough to sign it. Next up was Colin, who was super friendly and psyched to see the board with the McGill graphic. I remember him shouting out, old school. The The other skaters were already on the bus about to depart, and I said to Colin, any chance you can get Hawk and Stab to sign? 
He graciously said, wait right here, and he proceeded to take the board on the bus. Meanwhile, the bus started rolling away, and I freaked out that oh, no. it's a goner. <laughs> but 50 feet away, they stopped, and Colin ran off to give me back the board. If you watch the ESPN Hawk skate park tour, you can see a short clip of Colin passing it to Tony. And then he actually sent over a YouTube clip, or I guess it was a Google Drive clip. It was such an awesome day, and meeting the pros and getting some signatures was the icing on the cake for me. For over 20 years, I have taken the McGill board to various demos, family outings, and business trips out west to get as many skate legends to sign it as possible. The conversation and pictures are priceless to me, and this past summer on a vacation out to Southern California was my last go at it, 57 skaters later. I still needed Rodney and Tommy G, which would be the only way it comes out of retirement. Uh, here's a link with the board and the names of everyone that has signed it. Enjoy the roll down memory lane. There's some really unique and hard to find skaters on here. And he provided another little bit of uh, photographic information. Maybe we can share that. We'll see. Yeah. Keep up the amazing work with the podcast. And thanks for all your time and dedication to keep the Bones Brigade spirit alive. So there wow. you go. Cool story. Thank you, Scott. And Absolutely. that's awesome that Colin was kind of saving the day there, going onto the bus getting some autographs for you from what i know about colin and talking to him that seems pretty on brand that he was psyched about like a mcgill graphic yeah, definitely yeah. show up with a roscop 2 next time yeah, and there you, you might not get that one back yeah you might want to keep that one all right man we're gonna call it there that's that it for the mailbag. mailbag we'll have to save the rest for next time i guess yeah but you know if you wanted to uh get your name read aloud just send us an email. Send us an email. The easiest way to do that is to go to our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com. Click on our contact page and you can type your message right there and we'll get it instantly. So yeah, I would love to get some feedback from everyone on Strip Mall Heroes. Check that out and we will read that on a future episode. Yeah. And, and again, don't forget to go check out the Rough Cut Yes, the rough cut on our YouTube channel. Yep, that's right. Yes. And check out Rich on Instagram, Thrift Store Paintings. Thrift Store Paintings. Such creative and funny videos. I love them. I wish I had the wherewithal to create anything that was that cool or funny. You should do like uh, in your skate shop, skate shop owner Mm. like problems or whatever. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Like what my, little my, little groms that come in and ask? Yeah, questions. my kids. Yeah, my kids could play the groms. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, do you have any free stickers? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You'll be an, an internet internet sensation. That's it. Yeah, forget it. I'm done. I'm done with this show. I know where I'm going from here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we shut it down? Thanks so, man. That was a good one. All right. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, I'm Larry. I'm Matt. Reminding you to never stop searching for Chin. Have a good night. Mm